The Small Queendom Podcast, episode 13. Welcome back. Thanks so much for joining me. I am just sitting here looking out the window and it is just this beautiful day and I'm just feeling so much gratitude for all of my listeners that are around the world listening and streaming my podcast. We have hit over um, 19 countries that I am streaming in and we've hit some milestones on downloads. I am just so thankful to each and every one of you. And I wanted to take this moment to read a review of the week. This was left over on iTunes by Jen Colby. And she says, loving this podcast, found Leah through Instagram and just eating up her interviews and whimsical way of delivering content. Thank you so much, Jen. And thank you for everyone who has already rated and reviewed my podcast. And if you haven't, if you would do that right now, it would mean the world to me. And you just might be featured on the podcast review of the week. And if you, if that scares you and you don't want to be featured on the review of the week, then just let me know in the review, but review me anyway. <laughs> and if you have not yet downloaded my queen for a day guide, hit the show notes up for that link. People are loving it. I'm getting great feedback. These are actually things that I use to promote self-care and nourishment and kindness in my own body and to promote emotional wellness and awareness. So I think you're going to love it. I've just packed some really great stuff in there. All right, let's get on with today's episode. This is a little bit of a different episode than I've done before. So if you're like, oh, Leo, this doesn't apply to me, don't worry. We'll be churning out some great content, you know, in the coming weeks. This is just a one-off episode. And this actually came from feedback that I received from um, a listener or two. They wanted me to talk a little bit more about entrepreneurship. And I thought the greatest segue for me to do that is to talk about my first foray into entrepreneurship. And that is in the MLM, multi-level marketing industry. Now, I'm going to just go ahead and say full disclosure, I am... In doTERRA Essential Oils, it is an MLM company and I am a high rank in the company and I'm just incredibly, incredibly grateful that I am a part of the natural health movement and it has just been an incredible blessing in my family's life. My husband is full-time home with us. We are in the trenches of parenthood together and we are building our own brands and things. So like we are just so grateful for this company. But I wanted to just go ahead and put that out there Um, So that's my background. And so these questions are just questions that have come out of my own experience. So whatever company you are thinking about joining or maybe you have joined and you're trying to figure out, is this truly the right thing for me? I just want you to be encouraged that if you can have the right questions, you can find the right answers for yourself. Now, it seems like everywhere we turn, people are selling something, right? You know, if you're on Instagram or social media, the influencers out there have sponsored ads, athletes and celebrities are on commercials endorsing products or deals. Um, and it seems that there's startup companies and, 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 you know, Indiegogo and Kickstarter, Etsy, Airbnb, and of course, multi-level marketing. And I just want to say that I love it. I love it when I see someone starting something new. I want to cheer on anyone out there who is 
just even daring to step down the road of entrepreneurship. I just want to cheer you on whatever your business is. Um, You will always find a support in me as long as you are, you know, being kind and not hurting anyone. (laughs) But it is so wonderful to see people wanting to step out on their own. But I'm just going to talk today about multi-level marketing in particular. For some reason, people love to hate um, network marketers from time to time. Whether it's once upon a time they tried to have a go at in the industry and they weren't successful and they just want to say that the whole industry was bad versus, you know, any variable amount of things that may have come up in their personal story. Um, maybe someone has a bad taste in their mouth from a poor product experience. Um, maybe you're just tired of seeing your friends maybe get inauthentic when they start selling a product and it's all they hear about on social media. Maybe that people get caught in the lie of this so-called pyramid scheme that is an MLM and that could not be further from the truth. So some people think that an MLM is a pyramid scheme where people at the top make the money and anyone that's underneath can't make any money. Well, that is actually completely wrong because in the MLM model, it doesn't matter where you're at in the organization, you can actually outrank the people that are above you. And so there is not a cap on how much you can achieve. Whereas if you flip the coin a little bit and you think about the standard corporate model, you have a CEO and you have supervisors and you have managers and then you just have the normal employees, that is a pyramid scheme. The person at the top really does make all the money and the people underneath have a very hard time you know, advancing and it's very difficult to outrank the person that is above you. That is a pyramid scheme. And so some people love to hate on MLMs because there are people that truly dare to break out of the box of the nine to five and actually decide to try something. Now, don't get me wrong. There are a lot of people that start an MLM and really they just make so many mistakes and I cringe a little bit on the inside because I want to be like, honey, you could be doing so much better. Anyway, that's pretty much my motivation is I want you to be equipped with the right kinds of questions to ask yourself before you join an MLM opportunity. So let's go ahead and dive in. All right, so number one question I want you to ask yourself is do I actually love these products? This is perhaps one of the most important questions. Now this might seem really obvious, but let me break it down. I clearly remember a time when someone told me that they had joined a makeup company to sell makeup and they didn't do their due diligence to decide if they actually liked that product enough. And you know, pretty soon they had all this product and they didn't even like talking about makeup. They didn't even typically wear makeup in their normal life. And it was just like a really weird fit. So you have to ask yourself, like, do I actually love these products? Because to have a successful business, you have to have a certain amount of belief in the products. This belief like if these products went away today, it would not be okay. If these products disappeared, I would be a major trouble. We call it, you know, product rapture if they were just taken away. You have to have a strong belief and conviction because you're going to be talking about these products a lot. You're going to have to go into the deep dive, maybe scientific reasons why you would use these products, especially if you're in the athletic space or in the skincare space or even the essential oil space. You have to know like, why do these things work? You have to be able to bring on a certain amount of service and value to your customers and you 
have a successful business, you have to have a product that your customers believe in because you're going to need them to reorder. So belief in the product is absolutely key. So ask yourself, like, do I actually love this product? All right. Question number two, what is the target market of the company and what is your target market? This is also a really important item. Now there are entire blogs and podcasts and videos, courses and coaches to help you really tune into what your target market is. And yes, the reason so many people talk about it is because this really is a point that makes or breaks as well. Because you have to know like, what are these products or I like to call them, what are the magic beans of your company or the potential company that you're gonna represent? Who tends to uh, really buy those products and is that the same people that would be in your target market? So an example is if you're a 25 year old stay at home mom with two toddlers, you know, you might want to find products that other 25 to 35 year old women or, you know, millennials would also want. So a type of, you know, magic bean that would be for a middle-aged athlete or, you know, a company that sells, you know, anti-aging eye cream, I don't know, making this up, you know, that is typically bought by 50 year olds. This probably isn't going to align with the 25 year old stay at home mom with two toddlers target market. Okay. So really you want to look for a a company that has a good fit. Again, like back to, I'm not trying to harp on the makeup, it's just in my mind. If you don't usually wear makeup and you don't like wearing makeup, then why would you sell makeup? Now, I do know some people that left different companies and went to a makeup company because that is their passion and they are totally in their zone of genius and they're awesome at it. So again, what is the target market of the company and what is your target market and do they blend? Now there are some companies that had a, a wide range of products and so you can really like take the products that you wanna focus on and, and really make it be your own thing. So I know my company, for instance, there are people of all ages selling and some people you know, just focus on one area of products and I might focus on another area of products and that totally works too. All right, question number three. Are these products too niche or non-consumable to scale? So is this a consumable product or is this something that will last years and years and years? Because again, I'm not you know picking on anything in particular, like how many t-shirts or dresses or a pair of leggings does someone actually need to buy? That's not something I need to buy every single month. It might be something that I buy maybe once a season or once a year at most. And also, is there a variety of these products? As if the company only has like one type of thing, the customer, again, you know, is not gonna need to keep buying them over and over. They're only gonna need a couple items to purchase maybe ever, so just do the math. Because that's a lot of customers that you're gonna have to continually bring on to reach any kind of, you know, successful scale uh, of income. Okay, and then another flip of the coin is, what is the price point of this item? Even if you have an item that is used daily, but it's, you know, 150, 200, $300 to replace, is this going to be something that is sustainable for your target market? So again, we're kind of going back to the last question, but will your target market be able to, 
you know, sustain whatever this product is. All right. And I'm, again, I'm, this is nothing to discourage anyone. I'm just giving you some questions to ask yourself. Question number four, what are the selling requirements of the company? How much do I actually have to purchase each month? Now, let me break this down for you. We all in the MLM industry, we have a product to sell and we're always bringing on new customers. But there are some companies that require their consultants to buy hundreds of dollars worth of product each month. And this isn't necessarily product that the consultants personally get to use. There is a very popular um, clothing company that there is a requirement for consultants to buy hundreds of dollars worth of clothing each month. Now, let's say something happens or you want to go on vacation or, you know, what have you, and you're not able to, you know, do as much shifting of the products as, as you want. You still have incurred a huge load of product that now is just sitting there that you're gonna have to do double time to get through. Now, on the flip side, there are many companies that are products that you and your family will personally use daily. And so if there's a requirement requirement to buy product every month and it's a reasonable amount, like it's a no brainer because your family's actually going to be able to consume it. This isn't going to be stuff that's just filling up your shelves. So that's a question that you want to ask. All right. Question number five, does this compensation plan actually pay fairly? I really could probably have a whole episode about different comp plans. I actually love to personally study them. I know I'm a little bit of a nerd about that. <laughs> but believe it or not, when I hear about a new MLM, I actually go out to their website and try to look for their income disclosure and how the payout works. I just, I love numbers and I'm kind of proud of that. But here is something I need you to take time to break down the elements of the compensation plan. If you are actually someone that says, you know, I want to do this as a business and I want to do more than just get my products paid for. I actually want to do something with this at a higher income level. You really need to be able to break this down. I know a lot of companies, you know, you can just make a pretty easy, you know, 50 to 500 bucks. It's not too in depth, but to get to the higher ranks, you need to understand what it's actually going to take. And so study of a compensation plan is going to be really, really important. So as you grow, are there different bonuses that come with the ranks? Here's an important question. Are the bonuses one time or are they every time you hit the rank? Are, is it a cash bonus or is it a prize or a trip or a car? Now, if you want a prize or a trip or a car, that's fine and dandy. But I know for me, I just want money in the bank. So I'm not going to be as, you know, interested in a company that gives me technology or a trip or a car when I want to do my own things with my own money. So that's a really important thing to look at. The different kind of compensation plans that there are, there's binary, there's breakaway, and there's unilevel. Um, binary means that you pretty much only get paid on one of your legs and breakaway means that um, if someone outranks you that's below you, your their volume no longer counts for you. Now that can cause a, a culture of competition um, in a company because you're not going to want the people under you to do very well, right? <laughs> so a lot of companies now are moving towards Unilevel and Unilevel is a lot better because you are 
you know, you want the people under you to do well. And when they make sales or you have customers that buy and you're in Unilevel, you're gonna get a percentage of that. And that's like affiliate marketing right there. That's like what influencers do. You know, they're like, use my code, you know, anytime you buy and you are gonna get this much off or whatever. Well, that's what MLMs do. We're basically like affiliate marketing kind of. And Unilevel is a great thing because every time that person buys and reorders, you're getting that same percentage back. Now, I need to put a caveat with the Unilevel. Is the Unilevel, are they going to pay you the most percentage on the top and then as you go deeper in the team, it gets lower? That's really important because you are going to have less people on the top. So let's say they give you 10% on your top line, but on your level three, they're only giving you 2%. Well, there's naturally going to be more people at that level three where they're only giving you 2%. So they're actually paying you the less amount of money on the most people and they're paying you the most money on the least amount of people. So it's better if the unit level is, you know, it, you get percentage of levels and at the top you get paid the least because that's where the least amount of people is. And as your team gets lower and deeper, they pay you the most. So go ahead and look for that in unit level commission. And then also I wanna um, talk about, is this commission really based off of like a lot of retail sales that you crank out? Or does your company have a customer rewards program that's gonna really incentivize your customers to keep reordering? I don't wanna have to go to the mailbox every other day. So a retail-based company is not going to be very good for me. I, with my lifestyle, it's a better fit for me if there's a strong customer rewards program so the customers can buy for themselves and they're not waiting for me to order at all. So just look at the compensation plan. Again, there will be, no matter what company you look at, it could be the best company in the world, there will be people on YouTube and people that are bloggers that are really mad at the company. But if you can get like actual stats from the company and like get their income disclosure and go from there, that will really help the most. Question number six, does the company mission align with my values? Now this one is pretty self-explanatory, but I think it needs to be said. If you are someone that truly believes in giving back, in sustainability, in the greater good, taking some time to explore not only the mission statement of your company, but also what they're actually doing to back up that talk, okay? A lot of people talk a big game, but what are they actually doing? Um, I, I know right now a lot of people want to be a part of a cause, and there are some MLMs out there that are kicking it with the causes. I mean, I can name off a lot. There's some jewelry companies that are doing an amazing job. Um, the company I'm a part of is so mission-minded. There are a lot of companies doing amazing work. So you will be able to find evidence of the mission if that is something that you are really like looking to align with. Their website, YouTube channel, Instagram account, Facebook page should have some updates on some of these things. So do some scrolling. If you're not seeing anything, that's probably your answer that it's actually not that much of a focus. So this is just gonna be personal, but remember people want to join a cause, not necessarily a company. Um, and another question is like, what is the company vibe? If you're all about, you know, selfies and flashy cars and looking good on Instagram, like there are lots of those companies you'll be able to find. But if that isn't your jam, um, that vibe isn't gonna sit right with you. So I wouldn't join a company if you are, you know, more like giving back and mission focused, I wouldn't join a company then that is very like image focused. Do you know what I mean? 
So what I suggest that you do is that you find some top leaders in the company. Now find a mix. Don't just judge one company on one leader, okay? But find a mix uh, and try to find some, some different ranks to look at and check out what they're doing. Are they flashy? Do they have depth? I would really try to find people that are in that mid to upper range because they are starting to really grasp the vision of the company. They're probably starting to do things on their own to further that mission. So see if all of that is matching up. The alignment of your values with the mission of the company will be a really important piece of the puzzle. Question number seven. Do the products of this company contain ingredients I am comfortable endorsing? This is really important for products that you're gonna put in, on, or around your body. There are some products, obviously, that aren't consumable, so you know that's not gonna matter as much. Um, but here's a newsflash. Just because something is for sale does not mean that the product is safe or beneficial. Also, newsflash, <laughs> labels can lie, so you have to really understand what are the values and the core mission behind the company. This one is as simple as turning around the label and doing some quick searches on ewg.org. It's the Environmental Working Group's website. Really diving into the sourcing of your company, um, how they formulate their products, if these are uh, not consumable, like I said, maybe you're in the fashion genre, like what kind of practices do they have in manufacturing of their items? Again, there are some really great companies that have amazing mission when it comes to manufacturing jewelry and different things around the world. So, but not all are created equal. So this is gonna be really important. What kind of chemicals and metals are used in the processing? Like I have to say that I, am, I have so many friends who are in MLMs that I truly want to support and would happily be a customer, except for the fact that the products that they are endorsing are products that I actually refuse to use because of certain ingredients. Um, so if this is important to you, make sure that you understand what is actually in your products. Question number eight, do I have a sphere of influence in my life? I'm gonna be really honest here, you all. To be successful in an MLM, you need to be some kind of influencer in your life. And I am not necessarily talking about social media influencer with 100,000 followers. I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about, are you someone who has made the investment throughout the years of your life in the relationships and the community that is around you? Have you developed trust and bonds and a history with people that make them want to follow you? If so, this is going to be very helpful. Are you the kind of person that is naturally persuasive or a connector of folks in your life and are people always gathering around you? That's a really good sign, okay? If you're gonna do an MLM any kind of justice and really go for it. Now remember this is, I'm saying like, if you just wanna get your products paid for or make a couple hundred dollars, you probably can do that, okay? But I'm talking to the people who are actually wanna make a go for it with the company. Um, network marketing is about you being the face of the brand and bringing the brand to the people that you come in contact with. So it's important to know if you have some ride or dies. Now, you don't have to have 10 of them. You just need a few people that are wanting to you know, catch the vision with you and the belief in the products and partner with you. Because in most companies to advance, you have to have a few key builders to do the work with you because you can't do it by yourself. So one 
kind of easy way. Now, don't put a ton of weight to this. I don't want to get all these, you know, hate messages about this. Um, and I'm really not trying to be vain, but a great kind of gauge to see if people are paying attention to you. And this is going to sound shallow, but it's really true. The last time that you change your profile picture, does it have more than like 11 likes on it? Okay, because this could be a sign that you don't have a lot of people's attention. And if you are going to really make a go at it with an MLM business, you have to have people, a couple people that are gonna join you and go for it. But if you're someone, let's say that you had a neighborhood Christmas party and it was wildly popular and you just have like a great base for customers, but and also a couple business partners, like this is gonna be the right direction for you. So it's important just to ask like, when I speak, do people listen? And what kind of sphere of influence do I have in my life? How much investment in my community have I created that I can draw from? Okay, two more questions left. Question number nine, is my potential sponsor or enroller the person that I actually want to work with? <laughs> I really wish I could shout this one from the rooftops. Make sure that the person that you join the company with, you trust them and they are gonna be the person to point you in the right direction, okay? When you sign up with a company, it's gonna be that person that helped you be introduced that you are going to go to for future support and guidance. Most companies, if you're a customer and then you switch over to the business, you're probably still in that same line of, of the person that you were the customer under. So this is really important because I have heard a lot of people in different companies, including my own, say, you know, I really want to do the business, but I want to do it with you or I want to do it with so-and-so and I'm, you know, I signed up under someone who doesn't do the business or they're not involved or they're not very committed. That can be a little bit of a hot mess. And at the same time though, if you are someone that is doing this business, but you are not under maybe a rock star, here's a big caveat and a big glimmer of hope. You can be successful on your own, carving your own way, okay? Just for most people, they do find it, you know, better to have a successful upline to kind of lead the way. So really pick your person and stick with them. And another caveat, they do not have to be the most successful person, but if they are growing and making strides and you are seeing that they are gaining momentum, that's a really, really good sign. All right, and question number 10, the final question is, am I willing to actually do the money-making activities that are required, which will include the personal and skill development necessary to be successful? You all, money doesn't grow on trees. This is a business. This is not a field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. I don't know of anyone that woke up one morning and all of a sudden had all of the skills to make it easy for people to buy and knew how to do all the things that it requires to have a business of any kind. So what you're going to need to ask yourself is, am I willing to up-level my personal development? Am I willing to listen to the podcast, to read the books, to practice, to try and fail? Am I willing to go to the training that I need to? Am I willing to show up day after day? And at what point am I gonna quit? 
Are you going to quit on a bad day or are you only going to quit ever on a good day? All right. So that is probably, probably the third top question to ask yourself. Do you believe in the products? Is the compensation plan good? And are you actually willing to do the work? This is hard. Leading is hard. Personal development is hard. You know, getting rid of bad habits is hard. Like when you're tired and you just want to go to sleep, but you know you need to get on a team call or you know you need to follow up with that customer, that's hard. But, you know, you just have to be really honest with yourself. And I think if you can go through these questions, look at the company that you're interested in, look at the person that you want to sign up with. Like if you can answer these questions and feel good about the answer on the other side, I know that you can actually be very successful in this industry. So there you go. There are my top 10 questions to ask if you are going to join an MLM business opportunity. I hope that these are helpful for you. I hope that they give you clarity, whether you're in a company or deciding if you're going to stay or not, or if you're going to go forward, whether you're looking at a company deciding, is this the right one to join because I want to be successful? I hope that these these questions will guide you. If I can be of any help to you, reach out to me, Leah at smallqueenum.com. That is me on the other end of that email. And I would love to reply back to you. And I just want to say, like, I believe in you. I don't know what company you're looking into, but I believe in you. I believe in this industry. I know that you can do it. You are going to have to commit. You're going to have to make sure these things line up with your values. And you are going to have to commit to being a new and even more dynamic person than you are. If you can think of anyone that would benefit from this top 10 list of questions to ask, they're about to join a company or a business, go ahead and send them the link to this podcast. And if you enjoyed this podcast and you want to hear more entrepreneurial or business related topics, put that in your review in the show notes or let me know over on social media or at leahatsmallqueendom.com. I hope you are inspired. I hope that you have clarity and you know what? Having a business can help you move from surviving to thriving and creating an inspiring queendom. And that's all I've got for you today. Bye friends.